everybody. Welcome back to Simply Soccer. I am your host, Michelle Hootink, back with Christian Conway. Oof, I look probably worse than the Galaxy defense looked against Kansas City on a Saturday night. How dare you? No, you are the wonderful co-host, and I am glad that you're here. Um, there's this, nobody else I'd want to talk to right now about it's this, all this crap. It's, it's this humidity, man. It's killing me. Yeah, it's weirdly humid um, if you are not in the valley. So, Hey, everybody. Um, We are alluding to (laughs) the Galaxy having one job and not being able to pull it off in Kansas City. And as we did say on our last episode, um, the Galaxy could not and should not have played from behind like that, especially 10 minutes going down. I I mean, it wasn't even just playing from behind. I mean, it was it was consistent mistakes that are basic things that a team of the galaxy stature if if we are told that is of this stature should know what to do which i mean i i think we can we, we might go goal by goal because i just i just rewatched them and i i got my blood pressure up again and apparently i have lower blood pressure so yay but i think that's that's gone now after watching those goals again but that first goal right for example that is you know Derek williams falling asleep and letting someone a rookie float off the back post. Derek Williams has much more experience than that kid does. How does he not understand that the forward's going to float in that space? The third goal that they concede, I mean, Chase Gasper missing a header on a simple long ball. The fourth goal, I mean, Julian Araujo hitting the most casual back passes when you're down a goal looking for something and you just nonchalantly try to get it across. I mean, it it was so many individual moments of error, which... I was reading Matt Doyle's column. He does like a, a tears column of uh, at the halfway point of the season, which obviously the All-Star game this year fell a little bit past the halfway point. Uh, there wasn't a very clear time to put the All-Star game this year. And I also am the firm, of the firm belief the All-Star game doesn't matter and it's useless. But it basically he said in, in the column, it was, it was something along the lines of, in the final third, the Galaxy are lethal. They don't finish and they're very bad in the back. And I was like, that's actually a fair point. Like in the middle of the field, the Galaxy are always really good. But it's the final third where they can't finish, and it's the defensive third where they can't defend that dooms them. And this game was that concept in a microcosm. If you took the however long it was, because those two stoppage time periods were both seven minutes, I believe, after the first and second half. So uh, if you take that like 104 minutes or whatever you want to call it, that's the Galaxy distilled into one performance, which is the midfield does well. They hold possession. They are playing on the front foot. But then they're doomed by moments of individual individual failure that then creates this avalanche of issues because you have to overcompensate. I mean, Sega Kulabali had his problems. Derek Williams just for conceding the penalty. I mean, what was he thinking just getting that big? Like he's not a hockey goalie. You know, you you can't do that. And Jonathan Bond, I mean, was probably the only winner on the night for me. But I mean, just the individual errors that were committed against Kansas City. No team that is planning to be successful can have those kind of individual errors and hope that they have a playoff spot in mind, much less a home playoff game in mind. So, like you said, going goal by goal, I mean, it was painful to go back and rewatch because I was taking my last day of vacation when it all happened. And I'm just sitting as a passenger just looking at, oh, my God, the Galaxy are are just behind. And then... And yeah, and then in that first half, just like there's no such luck, right? There's no such chances. It isn't until, and this is another thing the Galaxy do, all late, 
they like literally latest you can possibly start scoring is the 83rd minute and it's chicharito of course um and then we're given a penalty kick and it, at one point you're just like oh my god i think the galaxy are actually going to draw this and this is where the score line isn't going to tell the story of this game um but then it's the hope that kills you it's very crushing when actually in the fifth minute of stoppage time sporting kansas city yes because araujo makes a awful mistake um yeah just basically gives the ball away and gives that goal um it's it's just i think that the galaxy needed to lose this because if we had gotten a draw it would have been like oh you know you can kind of just dust yourself off no this this team is in much of a dire state when you are losing to the team that is dead last, the team that is most likely to get the wooden spoon now. Um, I can't emphasize that enough. I mean, I know that the Galaxy have a tendency to play down to some of their opponents, but, and sure, Kansas City can be a difficult stadium to play in, but this was the one chance that really we felt like they, they could start salvaging this season because, I hate to even say that because it's like, well, your standards are very low when you're like, yeah, beat the last place team, right? I mean, this isn't the first time that the Galaxy have been in trouble like this against the last place team. Um, but this is the West. These are the points. And, you know, weirdly enough, because of how MLSE that week turned out, the Galaxy still sit in ninth place. <laughs> it's, it's, Yeah. <laughs> This game, and and I alluded to this on the pod, I believe, last week, but I might have said it two weeks ago. You know, every game from here on out against a West Coast opponent is a six-pointer. And this was the most, you know, slam dunk six-pointer they could have possibly asked for. I mean, this is a team, an SKC team that is tired, that is clearly at the end of, of its cycle that, you know, Peter Vermees has run this team into the ground and, and he needs new players. They started two rookies in this game because SKC was so convinced that the Galaxy were just going to go out there and pound them that, well, at least we're getting them playing time. And yet one of those rookies scores in what uh, was the ninth minute. And then it's just, you know, um, Aranga or uh, uh, the, the young Nigerian, just he torments Chase Gasper for, for 70 minutes. And I got to say, Gasper, they... What SKC did is probably the way that is the best way to beat the Galaxy right now, which is force the Galaxy to use Chase Gasper as an attacking outlet and then just burn him one-on-one because he doesn't really have the pace that he used to anymore. And they did it every time. And if you see every goal or every opportunity, it's just coming down Chase Gasper's way. And so, you know, I understand Vanny wanting to be very attacking with his fullbacks. That has always been a calling card of, of what he likes. He likes playing on the front foot. But if you look at the player position map, I mean, Gaston Brookman's got to realize his man's is on an island. You got to get out there and you've got to spread that midfield a little bit more. But then you run the risk of SKC then pulling centrally, hitting into the spaces. And then all of a sudden you've got Sega Kukulabali and Derek Williams, who both aren't having good days at the office, running backwards towards the goal. Well, you could hope Jonathan Bond's going to do it. And he did on the night. But Jonathan Bond's not always been reliable this year. And it would have been chaos. There was, you know, you talked about how the scoreline flatters the galaxy i when i first i i briefly had a, a mental lapse and i thought yeah man the galaxy lost four nil and i was like oh wait that's right chitrito did score two and i watched it back and i was like man they're lucky to get out of kansas city with a four two loss i mean this could have been seven or eight i mean kansas city it was just a shooting gallery in front of goal 
Kansas City's expected goals in this one, I mean, 3.4, that almost feels low. You know, like it almost feels like that's doing Kansas City harshly. Uh, again, you know, my player of the night is Jonathan Bonds. The pressure that SKC put on the Galaxy in at the end of that first half, because the Galaxy just kept committing individual errors. They got away with one here. And I, and I know that's weird to say in a 4-2 loss where we're talking about, you know, Chicharito's first goal, I thought, you know, initially ruled off sides. It was very clearly not ruled off sides, which I found really weird because isn't the, the VAR offside thing that they're supposed to keep their flag down until they're completely convinced in order to allow the phase of play to be reviewed? I don't know. Uh, but regardless, I mean, that was a great finish, and I'm glad he got it because I think between the two of us, we've we've talked a lot about how Cheech is not firing as well as we were hoping he would fire this year. And, you know, midseason slump, whatever. But, I mean, just the the sheer amount of shots they allowed SKC to to have. And I, I urge you to go to MLS, you know, MLS's website and just look at the shot map. It is a shooting gallery. Like, this is a Wild West old film shootout like bullets flying everywhere except their soccer balls towards Jonathan Bond's net uh they just they they were second best for a minute one they never really in, were incisive or attacking but again they find that last seven minutes they start to come together in the second half the problem is again we've said this a lot in this podcast and it's probably going to be the byline of our season review they haven't turned in a full 90 minutes they have not once turned in a full 90 minutes and this is what happens when you don't turn in a full 90 minutes. You get absolutely dominated in the first half. And yeah, it comes together, but it only comes together for 20 minutes. Well, how can you how can you get anything out of that? You can't because you just don't have time. You know, soccer is a race against time. And they just don't give themselves enough time to be successful. They need to give themselves more time. Well, how do you do that? From the first whistle, you play like you did in the second half. Well, they haven't done that yet. And I don't know what it is that's going to convince them to do that. Again, I think a formation change to the 3-5-2 is the long-term kind of boogie here. But still, I mean, I don't know if 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 Rikwi Pui or a Pooch solves this, you know? Yeah, I mean, that is what I'm expecting to see on Saturday. Um is the kid get get the start. I think that there's a lot of also hope put on him. Like maybe he's some kind of uh, key that can unlock, you know, this, this struggling galaxy team. Um, you know, the galaxy have had six coaches in six years, and I just don't think that trading in another coach is the answer, but that's what I feel like, you know, is going to happen at the end of this. I know that, you know, I see a lot of comments that a lot of people just want us to make the playoffs. Um, you know, it's it's more than that at this point. It's um it's like the standard, the bar <laughs> has just been set low. And there's and there's lots and lots of criticism and understandably so, um, and morale is what it is, but you know, looking ahead at Vancouver, no, it doesn't, you know, at home, it, it doesn't feel like the fortress that it was, and it doesn't feel um you know, it, it feels like this this season is over. But the fact is that there are still games to play. Um, it's not over until it's over, and we'll we'll have to see uh, what if what I, Ricky if, can bring. Yeah, go, if I may, go. if I may hop in here, I think a lot of people are looking at Pooch as the Robbie Keane signing, right? The one that it, it were in the darkness, and 
he comes in and all of a sudden everyone starts playing at like 3000 miles per hour. It's not going to be that. It's just not going to be that. I'm sorry. I, you know, I I'm high on Pooch. I think he's going to be a good player. He's not going to, he's not going to impact the way that, 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 that signing did. We have to make peace with that. Is, does he complete my, my grand scheming plan that we were moving into the three, five, two, I'd say yes, so because then we now have a proper six and we have a proper eight. Now we've got Brugman who can play as the four, which I think makes a lot of sense. Uh, they need to get Raheem Edwards healthy. They just have to. I mean, Gasper was, oh man, I, I felt I felt for him. You know, I I he was out to sea during that game. Uh, you're right about it not being a fortress anymore. It, it it's not, and that's the reality of what we have to deal with. I mean, this is what the first season ever. Where the Galaxy have been at more than one game, three 0 down at halftime, that is unacceptable. I mean, it's just not good enough. And the standard is, I mean, I think a lot of Galaxy fans don't understand how far this has fallen. And you, as you alluded to, six coaches in six years. Now, one of those weird situation with Siggy and 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 his health, and obviously, you know, rest in peace, and that created a weird situation for the Galaxy that they had to respond to, but. Man, I mean, they need they need something, and I don't know if if we'll see Pooch on on Saturday. I've been following that visa situation. Uh, the the common consensus I see on Twitter is no one knows what's going on, uh, which is very typical for for visa applications. I think anyone who's traveled abroad had to go to a country with a visa can understand that, especially with work visas, they're they're difficult. And and as we were talking earlier, everywhere short staffed, so. Uh, hopefully they can get that done in the next 24 to 48. But, you know, again, I think Saturday presents an opportunity, but it also presents a test because if you look at the standings, Vancouver's on 30 points and the Galaxy are on 30 points. Now, this is a six. You want to win that game in Kansas City because then that six-pointer that you're playing against Vancouver eases out a little bit. That doesn't exist anymore. Now we have a game against Vancouver where it's quite frankly, a legitimate six pointer. Now they have a game in hand that's helpful, but they cannot have any of the defensive mistakes they had against sporting Kansas city. And if I'm Greg Vanny, I am in Araujo and Gasper's ear all during training saying, don't get fancy, do what you're do- supposed to do defensively. You know, they, they were just too nonchalant on the night, right? Like that's how it felt in Kansas city. And, yeah, Kansas City, as you alluded to, is a, a tough place to play. You've done it away day there, I believe, and with the thunderstorms and then the heat and the humidity. It's yeah, a and bear. a tornado almost taking out the stadium a few years ago. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but you know, you still can't. You're there's a difference between be, looking physically gassed and looking mentally gassed. And the Galaxy can't. The Galaxy can play one or two games where they can look physically gassed. They can't afford to look mentally gassed at this point in time. And the game against Kansas City looked like a collection of 11 individuals that were just mentally gassed. Yeah. And, you know, the weather is not an excuse because we'll be at home and, you know, say what you will about whatever humidity here. It ain't <laughs> like it is in Kansas City. Um, you know, um, like you said, actually, everybody's pretty close on the table. I mean, you got the Galaxy with 30 points, uh, Colorado, Vancouver. So everybody's so close. And then there's Seattle with 32 just above us. And then above them, Portland with 33, Nashville with 33. It's, I mean, not only are these must wins, but it's, it's sickening. Like just seeing that the Galaxy still sit in ninth place after this last 
um, debacle, it's like, oh, well, we're kind of relying on other teams to do us favors again. And we're, you know, whether we realize it or not, like that's kind of sort of what happened. Um, but that that can't, that's not going to happen two weeks in a row. It's just not. And I don't want to see the galaxy drop all the way down. I just, you know, to, to 12th or something. I don't want to see that. I, I, I just kind of to briefly begin our, our, our kind of next section on, on this Vancouver game. The Kansas City game was a bit of a trap game in the sense that Kansas City still has very talented players. They're all just exhausted because Vermeer's system eats so much of you. You have to run mile after mile after mile. He demands high press. He demands, you know, this all-encompassing, chaos-creating, you know, eat-the-other-team-alive system. Well, and and we've seen it with, with you know, Tata Martino. We've seen it with other coaches that kind of play in the same style, um, Marcel Bielsa and, 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 and Sampaoli. The first two years are great. When you've been in that system for three or four years, you just don't have anything in the tank. I mean, you just don't because you've ran marathon after marathon for three, four years. I mean, at some point, fatigue, at some point, the wear and tear on the body catches up to you. And that's been the story of this SKC season was that, well, they're a good team on paper. Just everyone's like in the infirmary with like torn hamstrings and uh, quad injuries and ACLs and yada 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 but they're still a good team uh on paper and they can turn in performances like that johnny russell was electric on the night i thought and the galaxy admittedly let him walk through that team uh and i mean the youth talent they, they played you know really stepped up to the occasion so i don't think vancouver's the presents the same challenge vancouver's not going to be you know it's a this is going to be the weirdest thing i probably have ever said on the podcast but a team it's a team that relies on hashtag vibes um which is to say that Sartini, as head coach since he's come in, has really just galvanized the team because he's a really likable guy. Uh, he's, you know, in his T-shirt and, you know, European jeans. He's like this very upbeat, you know, everything's going to be OK, guys. Like, we're just going to keep going. And if you look at the Houston game that they played this weekend, you know, they go down one nil and then he just throws everyone on and they somehow score two goals, one in the 89th and one in stoppage time. That's not going to happen against the Galaxy because Houston defensively is poor. They're not as they're they're not the Galaxy are not as poor as Houston when it comes to defensive moments. And also, if you see a team that's just chucking on three center forwards, you know, four attacking midfielders, pinning the wing backs high, well, I think this makes a lot of sense. And I think you don't have to be a scientist or a tactician to figure out what you're going to do. You're going to have Brugman and you're going to have uh, Delgado sit right in front of the center backs and just eat balls, one-on-one balls, and then just go into space because, well, everyone's forward, right? So they they will have their moments. And Houston didn't really have the player set up for that. The Caps also are missing a couple of starters due to COVID protocol, so that helps. Now, of course, it's been a week since they entered it. I think the clearing time is five days. Uh, if you test negative on the fifth day, you're, you're good to go. So there's that. Uh, I do think there is an opportunity here. And I think the Galaxy are not going to get punched. I say this, and I, 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 I'm I concerned that I'm saying this, and I'm going to knock on wood here real quick. I don't think the Galaxy are going to look at getting punched in the mouth over the past couple of home games in the first half and say, we're going to do that again. Vancouver doesn't score a lot of goals. They've got a negative 12, 12 goal differential. So that's, you know, that reads to me that they occasionally score, but they concede a lot more. Um, they're two, seven, and three on the road, so they're not a good road team. They've made their name 
being at home in that fortress at BC place. You know, and I think this is a very good chance for the Galaxy to kind of restore the magic at home. And we, we, I think, I remember always going to Galaxy games and thinking that the Galaxy were going to win no matter what at home. And I think that's what's causing a lot of the fan base to be tense, is that a lot of this fan base is not used to a Galaxy team that is vulnerable like this at home. We have to kind of remind ourselves of the reality of what the Galaxy are right now. They're a team that is struggling. You know, but 30 points, uh, 1.3 in terms of points per game, that leads Vancouver at 1.25. They have their, they have a chance here. And again, we talked about this with the SKC game, right? It's like, we have a chance here. But I think... Don't play from behind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just don't concede the first goal. Actually, well, no, if they play from behind. You know, if they concede three, we're good. Yeah, we got this. Um, it was funny in, in okay. Colorado. During Colorado away, we were like mad that they chalked off the third goal for VAR because we were like, that. no, no, we need that. We have to play. Uh, and again, what happened in Kansas City? They go down 3-0. They start playing. Uh, but they need to they need to cut the individual mistakes. That is the biggest thing they have to do in this game. Do I think they can do it? I think so. I, I think, you know, Julian Araujo is not going to make that pass nine times out of 10. And that mistake kind of happens. The one that was a little bit more egregious to me was the Gasper letting the header cross his body. Gasper should not start. No, I don't think so. Uh, unless, unless Raheem Edwards is what, Still he's, out. Well, what he's dealing with is worse than we thought, which Vanny's kind of been handling that with kid gloves. So I'm a little, I'm a little nervous. It's actually pretty significant. Um, Vanny doesn't really talk a lot about injuries. So hopefully he can do a full 90. Uh, I think they've been easing him back. It might. I think it's something that's soft tissue muscular and you really have to be careful with those. But I, you know, even if Pooch doesn't start, I'd like to see the 3-5-2 in this. I'd like to see them try to get on Vancouver early, maybe get an early goal because you know, I'll quote uh, Matthew Doyle in, in, in this piece that he wrote, um, the tears piece. Uh, the Galaxy go out there every week and try to really try to put something together. Greg Vanny demands proactive front foot soccer in which his side uses the ball, gets runners forward, and puts together intricate final uh, final third kill patterns. I agree with that. The problem is no one's putting them in the back of the net. Now, there's three things at play here. One, Chicharito's gone cold. That happens to strikers. Two, Kevin Cabral has no confidence whatsoever. They need to get him some confidence, perhaps just letting him shoot on an empty net in practice. And three, they're carrying the albatross that is Douglas Costa. Now, in terms of the ranking of solvability of these problems, Chicharito starting to bang them back in. Well, we've already seen it started to get solved because, you know, he goes and has a great time at the All-Star game. I could care less about the All-Star game. In fact, I think we should abolish it. But the MLS execs need a party weekend. So whatever. Well, so the MLS won and Chicharito got a chance to show off things that we probably won't be able to see. But I understand the concern that with the travel and, you know, the close um, schedule. But I mean, you know, I hopefully this gave him some confidence and he can come back firing because he definitely got that bracing in does, in Kansas City. Does anyone legitimately care about the All-Star game, though? Like, I mean, it's just an excuse the for people MLS. who were there. I well, mean, it yeah. was pretty packed i mean <laughs> it's just an excuse for mls execs to get drunk for two days all right let's just call it what it is <laughs> so that's fixable because he then scores in kansas city and he scores actually a pretty brilliant finish if you think about it uh weighs his timing right in terms of riding the line good turn gets the angle on the goalkeeper and, and slams it 
you know, slams it home. That's the easiest problem in this, this pyramid of problems to fix. The second easiest, which is proven to be a little bit more complex than we thought, but it's the reality of our situation, is getting Cabral confidence. That's or, no, Actually, you know what? I'm going to switch that real quick. Second is fixing the albatross that is Douglas Costa because he's been injured. He's been dealing with some problems. I don't think he's necessarily bedded in with the group as well as expected. He's Vanny loves him. Like, I mean, Vanny has talked highly about him every single time that he's talked about Costa and Vanny just keeps saying it's a matter of time. Considering Costa's record before he came to Gremio and before he went to Juventus, if he can capture that form, then yeah, this is a good thing. Is it possible? Yes. Do I think it's going to realistically happen? That I'm not so sure about. The third most difficult problem is getting um, Cabral confidence because the chances he keeps missing are so obviously easy to finish. And I think there's been times where you and I have talked in the pod squad chat where we're like, man, we could have finished that. Like you put one of us there and like, I'm on one knee. Yes. You know? <laughs> I mean, if we're playing FIFA and I'm sitting behind a PlayStation, no, yeah. look, it, but, it's even, what it... <laughs> but like tappens where it's, you know, it's just like, you can make that. And I, I thought that uh, uh-huh, the goal go he scored, um, what game was it? Uh, one of the home games where it was, it was a tap in and everyone was like, Oh, it's just a tap. in I said, yeah, but you need to see the ball in the back of the net. If you're in one of those forward positions as someone who played it, yeah. I thought that was really going to get him going a little bit. It, it hasn't, but still yeah. we have time. And so, easy does it if he's going to score. But you know, the thing with me is it, what kills me is that he doesn't win one-on-ones or he doesn't even try to take on it's just like okay balls taken from me like dude you have to win those like you have to get those balls well it 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 almost makes sense if they're going to move into the three five two because they're going to have to get dan on dan has to start that's just my dan and cheech have to start together that is yeah but remember what jamie said about like they shouldn't like they shouldn't start dan he should be a spark off the bench i i know that we've seen the three five two work but I don't know. I just feel like it It hasn't been. I always feel that having Cabral as a spark off the bench might actually not be a bad idea and start Grants here mm. instead. Um, and, and, and and there is, sure. I, I, I guarantee there's probably external pressure to start Cabral and Costa because of the money spent and, you know, AEG says they don't, you know, pull the puppet strings. But I, I, I've been around club football long enough to know that owners do pull the puppet strings, even if they say they don't. Uh, well, that's why they keep saying Klein out. I mean, yeah, uh, but I, I just I think if they if they approach the three five two in an earnest and honest manner, and and obviously, I don't think Pooch, even if he can go, goes ninety. I mean, you know, he's just coming off of preseason. Barcelona has been a bit of a basket case. He's probably not in the best of shape. Uh, just considering the fact that Barcelona was kind of trying to freeze him out, and you know, so they probably didn't really put in invest the work into him. Uh, so he, I mean, I assume maybe 15, 20 minutes if he can go. That's again, if, and I don't think that if is going to be, he can go, but you know, th- th- this is an opportunity. And I know Vanny is going to be, be harping on that through the week. He's Vanny's a very good motivator. Uh, they need to just, the, the, the critical thing is continue to use the ball in the attacking third to create those moments of, of, of kill switch moments and start finishing them, which I think now that Chicharito is kind of a little bit more uh motivated and a little bit more settled that's going to help and then it's just a question of reducing individual moments in in the back line now that 
that's a bigger question, I think. Um, that's that's the question that I I approach this game. If they can tighten up in the back, which they haven't, you know, they they started the season very well in the back, and then it's just been a complete mess from the past, I'd say, six weeks. They need to tighten up. If they can do that, you know, Vancouver, you know, you get an early goal against Vancouver, force them to kind of throw the kitchen sink at you, and then just hit the moments of vulnerability that Vancouver inherently gives you when they go, you know, hashtag tactics free and throw everyone at you the galaxy could have a good shot here, but again, it's about reducing those individual errors and figuring out how to get Costa and Cabral firing because regardless of, of opinion of them, they're going to start. We know that we've just seen it. Vanny refuses to leave them. That's Vanny's decision-making. I, you know, I'm not in the room with him, so I can't tell you the exact logic behind it, but the reality is we need to get them firing simply because we're stuck with them. So those are kind of my two big things. If they can get that going, then, you know, you make the wrong, you know, they probably need to win about six of the last, what is it now, 12 games? Yeah, that's say. exactly what I was looking at. Yep. Um, <laughs> if, if they can win six of them, I feel good about a playoff spot. If they can somehow win seven, then I feel good about a home playoff game. Keep in mind, also, the West is a bit of a bar fight right now. And and as you said earlier in the pod, and you made a very good point, everyone's bunched up outside of LAFC. And LAFC is just uncatchable. Just let them go. Uh, oh, no, I say, come on, Austin. Uh, no, Austin doesn't, <laughs> Austin doesn't have the chops for that, but yeah, it's so compressed right now that again, every game is a six pointer, but also other teams are playing every game like a six pointer. So it's, it's, it's this odd sense of, okay, well, the galaxy go out and pitch a draw here, for example, which would be, I would say it's a backbreaker of a result. You could get lucky with other teams that are close to you also getting backbreaker results. And then it's just this constant, you know, slamming the bar stools over one another's head for the next, you know, 10 weeks. Oh, okay. Well, I thought you were going more with that analogy, but I think you, you said it all. Um, I'm very glad that y'all chose to listen to us and that you kept it here. And thank you to everybody who has been supporting with the magazine, liking, sharing, uh, purchasing. We really appreciate it. And yeah, um, Christian's looking to come up Saturday. I'm not sure which game I'll be going yet, but you'll be able to catch me soon. Uh, thank I, you. I will be in the building and I cannot wait. We will talk to you soon.